All right, yeah. guys. <sighs> it's it, it's getting it's getting tense out there. You know, there's just a lot going on, and so we had to. Let's. What did you guys find out there? I know we all fucking just zombies, up. man. I just, I'll tell you what I found. Found fucking Everybody. zombies, yeah, man. No, fucking whole saw, world's ended. Runners, clickers, they're fucking everywhere. Blo- I, I I saw a bloater. You don't gotta tell me uh, what's Jesus going on Christ. out there, Jesus right? Fucking Christ. We're running low on supplies. So yeah. what did you what did you guys get out there? What did you guys find? I, I don't know how how useful this will be, but I found uh uh sugar. Okay. That's like a okay, that's bag good. of sugar. It's not okay. nothing. You know, we need we need that. We could use that yeah. for a variety like, of things. Yeah, make a smoke bomb or something, but yeah, I got yeah. A, I got a some bunch of packets of sugar, plastic bag of sugar, sack of sugar. Sounds like you got a lot of sugar. Mostly sugar. I went I went to a sugar store. You know, I was in a, I was in this house up on uh, Crest Creek, and I, I also found sugar, like in a drawer that just nobody had opened in, I guess, twenty years. I found, I found mm. sugar, but I also found a, a little, uh, little tape, um, uh, a, a, a pair of scissors, and, uh, and unfathomably, a bottle of rubbing alcohol. That actually reminds me, I found, uh, I found a bottle of rubbing alcohol as well. Uh, it was right, like, I had to move, like, this shotgun and this, like, axe out of the way, and then underneath that, there was a uh, there was a bottle of rubbing alcohol, so I got that back. Why didn't you bring the shotgun? Why didn't you bring the axe? Because, oh, there's a fucking clicker. I don't know. I heard a clicker. I fucking panicked. I grabbed the alcohol, all right? Yeah, man. Okay. Don't give them shit. Look, Clickers I know it's out there. I, I, you know, I, I didn't do much better, if I'm being honest. Okay. What'd you find? Found a couple screws. Found a nail. I found a, a scissor, half a scissor. I found some tape. I found a rag. Okay. Oh, that's great! Right. I used it. I had to go to the bathroom. Oh, oh. okay. Well. I just left it there. Uh, I, for, I remember actually. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm all over the place. I'm remembering. Uh, yeah. I got a. Uh, so I found a a a, a running uh, tank. Uh, I went wow. in and uh, uh, yeah, and it, and, and the, the tank was running. Uh, it was on. Um, and so, uh, inside the glove box of the tank, uh, there was a bottle of supplements, uh, and a comic book. So I brought supplements and a comic book. F- wait, you, the tank, like a military tank? Yeah, it was a tank, yeah. Was running? Like, driving? Yeah, I mean, it was like, like motor well, on? it wasn't running at first, like, I turned it on to see if it worked, and it did. I was like, oh, shit, and oh, they- wow, okay, uh, I bet I can get the glove box open, too. And, lo and behold, supplements and a comic book. It reminds me, that reminds me, I, I, I also found a tank. It may have been the same one that you found. Fucking thing was totally cleaned out. Nothing. Fuck. Nothing in the glove box. Couldn't believe it. We need to start, we, we, just, we need to create a wider perimeter for search. Because if this is the same tank that I found. Okay. This tank was completely empty. And also wouldn't start anymore. It said it was on E when I tried to start oh, man. it. Man. I mean, I left it running, so you, that could have been on me. I just I just want to say to you guys, it's it's been a long 30 years that we've lived in the post-apocalypse. And every day that we, we're, we're living, honestly, is kind of a miracle to me. Oh shit, wait! It's a runner! It's a runner got into the compound! Oh no! 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 What are we gonna do? Throw sugar at him! Uh, Hit him with sugar! Throw sugar! Throw sugar! 
Oh, oh, you know what? I've got gasoline. I'll go fill up the tank of the tank, and I'll start it. Maybe that'll scare it away. No. Great. Wait, dump out the gasoline and pour sugar in there. Then we'll throw the... Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. The sugar at it. <laughs> we play through a remake of a game we've played through before that you've probably played through too as we play You Play The Last of Us Part 1 this week on Get Played. to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played! I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with host number three, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back, Bucket. Wow. 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 She said it! She said it. That's a show. We everybody. love it. Oh God! Ah! Fuck! Somewhere in Russia, Putin puts down the phone. He goes, "Withdraw the troops." Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh. That's all it took. No. You had the power to do this this whole time. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Well, hey, guys, all's well that ends well. Yeah, we've got an, a good, a fun, exciting time ahead of us today yes. on today's episode. Quite a topic to discuss, quite a guest to discuss it with. A writer and producer from Succession and Monsterland, which is streaming on Hulu. Mary Laws is back. Hi, Mary. Wow. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi, hi, Mary. Hi, Heather. Heather, how you been? <laughs> I've been okay. It's been about like five minutes since I saw you last. Yeah. Yeah. Lots <laughs> happened. There was that yeah. child screaming outside of our house. We don't know if they were playing or in danger. <laughs> Let's assume they were playing. I think yeah, that was the kid that I ran into on my way to the office. Oh, okay. that was so just that was just me peril. just shoving, Get out of the way. shoving definitely. the child out of the way. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> I gotta pop. I gotta get in there. Gotta go. <laughs> I gotta say bucket. Get out of here. It's me. Get out of here, moron. <laughs> uh, Mary, I'm not sure how how uh, uh, much you've been tracking the the big gaming news of the week. Uh, maybe you've heard some of it uh, via Heather, or maybe it's just been in the in the media. But like, uh, the, I think the big thing that I guess probably people want to hear us talk about, or that it feels like we should say something about, is the Grand Theft Auto Six leak, which oh, is yeah. you know about a week old at this point. But yeah, I watched some of that. I watched some of that video before it all got uh, you know takedown notices. And uh, I want to fill in, Mary, if if I because I don't yeah, know please, that I've said it. anything about this in the house, no, which is yeah. so Grand Theft Auto Six is going to come out in a couple of years, probably maybe one uh-huh. year, maybe two. And mm-hmm. somebody hacked into Grand Theft Auto's uh, development company, Rockstar Games, and mm-hmm. leaked all of this pre-release footage and, like, you know, beta testing, like, in-development mm-hmm. videos. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, that can be a real crushing blow to a developer who mm-hmm. has been, it's like if, if you've been spending the last few years making a, a movie and somebody just like drops right. it on the internet before it's time to, to be seen. Well, right. not even that, like all the, like, just here's, here's a bunch of dailies. Here's a bunch of just like raw footage from the shoot, you know, yeah. Yeah. or like, here's just like a bunch of, of drafts over here. I, I've, there's a thing that I do sometimes when I'm writing something, whereas mm-hmm. like, if I get to a stopping point, like I get to a point, I get writer's block. I'll just like write like the word, like fuck or something mm-hmm. like just like uh-huh. in place of where some other word is. So blank. it's blank. Blank, blank, yeah. blank, 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 blank. <laughs> so like if that version of your draft got leaked and then people were using that, to, people were saying like, like, this is bullshit. It says blank a bunch of places. I don't know. That you might know? be brilliant, though. They might be like, wow, it's, true. it's edgy, cutting edge. <laughs> All the characters, this one character says is blank over and over again. <laughs> My assessment was like, just first off, I thought it was pretty, pretty damn impressive for pre-alpha footage for like, I just like, this is, this is, you know, this is very robust and they They've got a, a a lot going on here, considering how relatively early this is in development. Uh, obviously, you know it's been in development for for whatever six to eight years uh, allegedly, and uh, wow. it probably has the biggest budget of any entertainment budget in history of any wow. entertainment product in history. But it's but it's still very impressive, and and I think you know it's just people who are maybe criticizing the graphical fidelity just have no idea under no understanding of when that polish comes into play. Like that's pretty late in the process when you get everything looking all glossy and beautiful. Hmm. It seems also like, from what I can tell from the 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 footage, mm-hmm. which was blasted all over Twitter, and there was really no way to avoid it, is unavoidable. That it seems to start like couples, right? Yeah, this was the thing. This was rumored heterosexual in a, couples, and the thing that was that was leaked <laughs> previously. Yeah, it's a body. It's a big step for the for the uh, the franchise. A huge progressive step to have a heterosexual couple. Uh, I mean, in, in twenty twenty. <laughs> Five, whenever it comes out. I mean, I think the thing is, it had, but 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 it is a big thing for GTA to have a playable female protagonist, which is the first thing, first time it's ever happened. So it's like kind of a Bonnie and Clyde thing. Uh, I think they had the names for the characters were leaked in the footage. I forget what they were. I think one of them was Connie Jason. And Clyde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! No, there goes Mary leaking another detail from this. Sorry, from this production. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say. Spoiler time. Or, uh, what, what is it? Spoiler country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah. I, um, I, can I say that my disappointment upon seeing the footage was not about its state of release, but rather just like, huh, yep, that's Grand Theft Auto. Like, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, sure. It's it's somewhat off putting and has been to me like. I loved Red Dead and it's and and Red Dead is arguably like that same like sort of feeling. But there's something just a little less broad about Red Dead that is already present in the like this pre alpha footage of Grand Theft Auto six. Is what I'm saying make any sense? It, I get what like, you're saying. Yeah, it's like somebody dumped a can of sardines in my mouth and I'm like, I think I don't like these anymore, even if those sardines <laughs> haven't been like deboned. Or like seasoned. I'm like, yeah. yeah. It's fundamentally sardines. I uh, did you ever like a can of sardines? You said any more. Yeah. That's I, interesting. I, interesting. Well, I like we'll Nico. I liked Nico Bellic. So there was a window okay. where I did like Grand Theft Auto. I liked Nico. I just do want to point out that was a clear avoidance of whether or not you uh huh? like a full can of sardines or not. You didn't really yeah. answer that part of it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like Nico is like Oh, uh, okay. We're just never gonna get an answer to this. I love I love Nico. He's he's a good guy. I'm and then cell phones. <laughs> I just I just wake up in the middle of the night and go into the kitchen and Heather's just like housing. But not cans even that like she took like a bite out of a can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she just likes the can. <laughs> Naked from the waist down, yeah. squatting. <laughs> My can. My, My can <laughs> fall in love all over again. <laughs> I but 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 okay so but considering the the mainstream appeal of GTA the franchise that maybe it's more like you know maybe it's more like McDonald's than sardines to use a food comparison because it's just like mm-hmm. like this is so popular this is the biggest thing out there this is you know like one of the biggest selling games of all time and, and uh, at least five was and the franchise is, is one of the biggest selling franchises of all time but maybe you're at a point in your life where you're just like ah this is a little greasy and this is a little heavy I'm not sure if I like this anymore I just I I you can already I just don't feel like the tone is keep like the tone of the jokes worked. 24 years ago or whenever it came out, the first one, right? Like the the tone of like Grand Theft Auto 3, it, what are you smiling about? No, yeah, coincidentally, I really like the tone. I thought the tone of the Grand Theft Auto games worked when it was when I was a teenager and then just kind of time yeah. passed and it doesn't no. seem to work anymore. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying that like <laughs> comedy changes. Yeah, 100%. So does, no, I so fully agree targets. with you. <laughs> I'm not saying that I thought it was good then. I thought it was like more appropriate in tone. Not appropriate, mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. But yeah. like, oh, these jokes feel like the kind of jokes that people are telling on like the man show or whatever. Yeah. But like sure. now it's like the man show, those jokes aren't being told. Like there's new jokes. And it feels like watching Grand Theft Auto footage in 2022 that those are the same jokes. Yeah. Right? Right? I don't know. I mean, Nick? I- Nick, no, I'm with I'm you. Stuck. I mean, look, look. Come on, man. You lost I'm with me at you. the man show. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when America was crazy for the man show juggies, and you just can't yeah. get away with that anymore. No, no, Maybe no. in Ron DeSantis's Florida that'll fly, but you can't. It, most of America is, has moved past the juggies. The, I, the thing about, like, obviously, like, you just don't, like, the, you don't want something like this to happen, like, with any mm-hmm. sort of, like, production. Like, and I, I think it's been cool that um, other studios and other developers have been showing, uh, like, what their games look like at that same stage. Yeah, that's right. That that's great. like a just cool... Like, all yeah. games look like shit before they look great. Uh, mm-hmm. But, the, yeah, the thing about, for me with Grand Theft Auto, I'm not, I'm not there for the story or the jokes or any of it. I just am there. For, I like the way it plays. It feels good to me. Uh, I, I I I like it. So I, I you know I'll be there no matter what. And I know that like they they say, you know, there's going to be a female protagonist, uh, mm-hmm. a, you know, dual uh, a dual protagonists, uh, and they're not. They've patched out some of the more offensive stuff from Grand Theft Auto Five in recent uh, right like re-releases of uh, this game. So I would bet that they're just not going to do... They're not doing the juggies anymore. Uh, I don't know what the new tone will be. It'll probably be Occupy similar tone. Just di- they're not going to do that kind of stuff, you know, hopefully. Uh, I want to I want to. Yeah. No, this has quest. been discussed. Yeah. Yeah. I want to call what a quest for sure that is going to happen. I'm calling it here in 2022, which is there will be a Storm the Capital mission. Oh, yes. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, not in real sure, life. Why not? Not again. <laughs> not again. You don't know that. I guess that's, I guess that's you true. Don't know yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched the rallies. <laughs> Which man show cast member will show up this time? Oh, wait, I guess that's Mr. Show. Different show. But a man show cast member will be there. Oh, yeah, this time. One of the juggies. Uh, I, w- I will say they've already talked about in some of the reporting yeah. that this game is going to change the fucking. Uh, they're changing, like, they've made all sorts of internal changes in Rockstar, which seem like they're for the better, you know, eliminating a lot of crunch, uh, uh, getting rid of a lot of the the uh, more abusive, uh, uh, you know, uh, employees there and 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 higher ups have kind of been shuffled away. Uh, and then also that, like, you know, the 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 yeah, tonally, they're they're getting away from kind of the edgelord stuff that has been present in the other entries of the series. But I think to 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 circle back to what Heather was saying about taste changing. And I think this is what you're driving at, Heather, and 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 feel free to uh, uh, to correct me. But. Part of what what why I'm a little like I was like, oh, this is really impressive looking and it's kind of cool to see the developer tools on screen and to see at what stage it's at right now and how much of these mission structures they have in place. But part of what to me made me feel like a kind of like, I mean, I wasn't necessarily super excited for this game to be begin with, but it's it's something that I'll probably play more out of obligation than anything is just like that sort of conventional open world mission structure, which the game seems to be retaining which is just like some of this, like I watched this, this situation of, of a character walking through a club and it was just sort of like, you know, it was typical walk to this waypoint, talk to this character. Uh, this character is going to escort you over to this waypoint. You're going to have another interaction here. You're going to get a mission brief. And like, it's just, it's just all that sort of stuff, which to me feels kind of, and uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's just conventional and it's kind of the sort of the stuff that tired me out of Grand Theft Auto five and why I never finished this, the, the main, uh, the main story, the main campaign in that game. Yeah. I, 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 I still think they should have done Vice City 2029 uh, or 2099, excuse me, and uh, give uh, Cyberpunk a run for its money. Be like, this is how you fucking do it. Matt, that'd be fucking awesome. It would have been so good. They should have done that. That would have been so cool. <laughs> <laughs> like the exactly what you want, a third person sort of uh, futuristic uh, uh, Cyberpunk Vice City would have been great. Yeah, I think I they should idea. do Grand Theft Auto Medieval World. And sure. it's like, you fucking choose like Europe, Japan, Africa, it, like Native the Americans. Ocean. Like, you, yeah. you just choose like some place on Earth. Because like the map's going to be f- stupidly big. So might as well make it Earth. Right? <laughs> yeah. And, and then you would just like play Grand Theft Auto. Like that's... That's what I want. I'm done with the cities, guys. What about Grand yeah. Theft Auto, like the Water Wars? That would be great. There you go. That'd be cool. I don't. I don't know anything about Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, but that water's big. <laughs> water's a big topic. Everyone's talking water. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, any other thoughts on on GTA Six? Not for me. No, I, I I look forward to when it's going out. Yeah. Yeah. I was interested. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It seemed it seemed like a good a, a good response from like it like it was a, it was shitty that it got leaked and it, it but it seemed like a good uh, amount of solidarity like you were saying, Matt, from the from the development community at large and seemed like a pretty good response from Rockstar. I, I don't know if anyone was upset about that statement, but it seemed like they handled it pretty well. Uh, anyway, let's they, talk like, about some video stuff. They're like, we're doing crunch again because of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Like, huh? Uh, 
Uh, well, look, uh, let's uh, let's talk about not the games to come, but the games that are out right now. Everyone, what are you playing? What are you playing? <laughs> the segment. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, there's a game out right now that I think is is. Let me see if I can if I can find out uh, while someone else is talking. I'll try to, to to look up what it's called. But there's a game out right now that's basically the game itself is playing. Uh, is uh, messing around. Is just like entirely based around the Resident Evil inventory system. Have you oh, have wow. you seen this one? No, it's called save, no. it's called Save Room. I just looked looked it up. It's a it's a puzzle game, and it's basically just entirely inventory management, just like moving shotguns and ammunition and and health backs around an inventory. That's so uh, funny. Yeah, I kind of I'm I'm kind of interested in it. So so maybe I'll mess around with that. Uh, but uh, but Mary, you're our guest. I, I, uh, as <laughs> you discussed on previous appearances on the podcast. Um, uh, you're not the you're not an avid gamer in the sense that uh, the, the 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 three of us, the Triforce of Friendship, are. But you are someone who's played some games, and you were telling us you played some Disco Elysium. Yeah, I I finished Disco Elysium. You, you finished wow. it. I did. I loved it so much, Heather. Um, back when y'all were playing it for the podcast, kept raving about it and said it was yes. such a special game, and and thought I would really like it. So I I played it, and I don't know, Heather, how. I finished it so fast. I yeah, finished you, it in. Yeah. I, I like shirked all responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't shower. <laughs> she really I mean, became I, I the protagonist. Though, yeah, really. <laughs> I am, was Harry? I'm yeah. Harry. I became one. Um, but I mean, literally, like, there were nights when you were like, <laughs> I can't stay up any later. I'm going to bed. And I'd put in earphones so that I could, like, play Disco Elysium in bed and stay up until like two in the morning. It was so wow. beautiful. I've never really played a game like it before. Um, as I mean, as someone who doesn't play a ton of games, I watch what Heather's playing a lot. And um, and then sometimes we play games together, but it, it was just, it was, it felt like, a, like art. It was so gorgeous. And um, I... Uh, let's see. I got a lot of other people to play it too after me. Wow. Um, my friend Olivia played it and then we sent it to um, Courtney and she mm -hmm. finished the game. She actually called me when she was getting to the end and she was like, talk to me while I'm finishing this game. Oh, Cause like, wow. I loved it so much. Um, and uh, yeah, I played, I, I tried to play as myself sort of, that was sort of the character profile I chose. So, mm -hmm. like, uh, high emotional EQ and sort of, uh, uh, like, art artistic sensibilities. No physical strength at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then somewhere, like, sort of in the middle on, on uh, 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 in intelligence. So, um, but... Yeah, it was really fun, and Heather kept looking over my shoulder, and she saw, I think, so many avenues that I was going down that she hadn't had a chance to go down, because you played it like... A fascist. You were, <laughs> yeah, you were a fascist. You were like a complete monster. Yeah, I was a. Did you, like, you just, like, shot Kuno? Am I making that up? Or? I, shot, I shot Kuno's friend. You shot Kuno's friend. Yeah, yeah. you were a real on As soon as I had my hands on the gun... Open fire on a child. So. <laughs> just like you did when out on the street earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So just like real life. But um, no, I thought it was so amazing. And I think, are we allowed to do spoilers or no? 
Uh, maybe keep it at, 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 at avoid like any sort of late game spoilers, just because I know that it's, it's it's a very spoilable well, game. I won't I won't be specific then, but I had some I I thought it was gorgeous throughout, and I had some critiques about the end, which I won't okay. say. There were there were some choices and things you could make at the end that I just felt like were out of order. Um, and I felt like there were parts of it that were like ultimately a bit unsatisfying, but it was still, I mean, I would play it again as a sort of different profile because it was beautiful. And the soundtrack was incredible. And I've been listening yes. to it while I write at different points or um, Heather and I go on bike rides. Um, we, we started making like a Sunday morning bike ride tradition. And it's like the perfect bike riding music. Oh, you yeah. You just put in like headphones and you're gliding and the magic and you just, it's beautiful. So I I loved it and I've gotten a lot of other people to play it. And yeah, it was fantastic. Man, a couple's bike ride. My wife and I did that before. <laughs> before. <laughs> before what? Yeah, before, you know. Before you made her stop doing it. <laughs> Maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. <laughs> Things were better before. <laughs> uh, so the so uh, I, I will say that I played through the entire game twice. And um I was I was just like amazed by how much new stuff I saw on my second playthrough. And I'm I'm curious because you're obviously you know Heather was playing as a fascist, you're playing as a different sort of character. But what what political alignment did you find your character glomming on to? Socialist. Oh, socialist. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like full, so hardcore. like full communist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that was my first playthrough as well. My first playthrough was as a guy with no social skills uh, who was full communist. And again, I was also kind of trying to role play as me. Um, and then, uh, and then for my second playthrough, I went as a I played as a centrist, which I think is a humanist philosophy. I forget exactly what mm-hmm. what the what the alignment is. And I found that like more upsetting. Like I was like this <laughs> playing as a centrist in this world is insane. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Makes you a fucking maniac. Yeah, you think there's some yeah. middle ground between these insane yeah. perspectives. <laughs> yeah. I also didn't um drink or do drugs the entire game. Wow. That's a cool um, way to play through it. Yeah, it was really cool. I did smoke like one cigarette because it gave me something I can't remember, but um, yeah, and I, well, that's a spoiler, so never mind. But yeah, I, <laughs> I chose like not to do any of that because I wanted to see what would happen. Um, and yeah, it was interesting. That's rad. Yeah. Uh, well, well, cool. I, that's awesome that you played through it. That's awesome you got some other people to play through it. It's, great. Was, it's, yeah. a, it's drug, an incredible experience. A drug-addicted <laughs> fascist. Like, <laughs> we just played as ourselves. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good game to, like... I, I've also recommended it to a friend who mm-hmm. then, like, I saw him uh, after he had finished it, and he was like, I haven't finished a game in, like, 15 years. Yeah. And I finished mm-hmm. Disco Elysium. Uh, yeah. And I was just like, this is, it's, it's just, I love it. It's such a good, it's like a, it's like recommending a good book to somebody. It's, it's, yeah. great. it's, it's really, I, special. Uh, I, I gave it to my mom who, mm-hmm. as uh, the pod knows, is now an avid gamer. She's about mm-hmm. midway through Final Fantasy 10. Wow. Uh, she, you know, completed nine, completed, uh, what was that? That one that was on iOS? I don't remember. I know what you're talking um, about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, I was going to say Uematsu game, but not not Uematsu. Well, Uematsu did the score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she finished that both both parts of that, 
Um, but we gave her Disco Elysium and uh, she called me and was like, I don't, I don't know this. I don't know what this is. I died uh, turning on the fan. In the <laughs> oh, I did room. that. I did that yeah. too. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I did that I like three times. <laughs> well, well, it was I don't helpful. Think this, yeah. It was helpful that you gave me like a little bit of, um, you gave me some pointers at the very beginning on mm. like kind of how to set up the gear character and what the choices might mean. Yeah. Um, and so I think, um, I think your mom wants to play it. Yeah. She just she needs us to probably FaceTime her and give her the, yeah. the lowdown on how yeah. to how to begin. Do you know yeah. do you know if your mom enjoys uh Blitzball? <laughs> Great question. I don't know if she enjoys Blitzball. She has to play it though, right? Because like there are Blitzball sequences in yeah. Final Fantasy yeah. Ten. No, you unskippable. You have to play Blitzball. She did she did um Shit on the voice acting, which I, I was like, good one. Good one, mom. I agree. <laughs> She's like, oh, that main character, his voice is not good. <laughs> it was a different era for video game voice acting. Yeah. Uh, it, this I was the first Final Fantasy with a VO, actually, right? Yes, it I think was. So. Yep. Um, the game we were looking for was, uh, we were talking about earlier, uh, the Apple Arcade game was Fantasian. That's Fantasian. the. Fantasian. That's the, the 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 old school JRPG by Hironobu Sakaguchi, of course, the Final Fantasy creator. Uh, that was his game. Um, Heather, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? <laughs> um, well, you know, we we after so I, I in order to get into look, all I've been playing is the combat over and over again from the game that we finished for this for today's podcast. Yes, that's all I've done. That's it. Like. I, I brought the because I, I brought the PS5 in so that we could play it in the comfort of the of the living room instead of an office. It was really nice. nice. And I brought it back out to uh to, to the office and I've just been playing the instances of encounters uh that you could select from the menu at highest difficulty uh and most ammo because I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't want to like like I'll be vulnerable. Like I'll do like right. the one shot or two shots kill me. Like I'll do all that, but I don't want to like drop into a into the like hotel sequence and have to look for supplies. That's no fun. So like everybody's dropping like five shotgun rounds as I'm like running in and like killing them. So funny. <laughs> but it's also you can you can also change the perceptiveness. Of the enemies, so I also make them like hawks. Like you, like if you pass by a doorway on like highest difficulty, they'll immediately be like, "Hey!" <laughs> like, like there's no like moment of recognition. Um, so I've been doing that. That the hotels, the hospital scene, all the human enemy encounters in uh, the Last of Us Part One. Um, but that's all I've been playing this week. I haven't had a ton of time to play anything. Wow. How about? How about you, Nick? What well, thank you, you for asking. Ready? What are you? I'm, uh, you're welcome. Uh, happy to answer. Okay. Uh, I'll, talk, I'll talk about a couple of things. Uh, first yes. off, uh, uh, Return to Monkey Island came out this week, and I've been playing it. I played a little bit on stream on our on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash getplayedpod. So, can, uh, can I, yeah. Can I, can I do a, a Nick and Matt joke? Yes. Yeah, please. Okay, let's try it again. Uh <clears throat> Return to Monkey Island. 
this guy never left. Oh, shit. Good delivery. That's good. The student (laughs) has become the master. (laughs) (laughs) This is some good shit right here. I would have no-sold that like you do. Like, I would have just blank-faced it, but I genuinely thought it was good, so... <laughs> um, so here's the thing. Uh, I, I I will talk about Return to Monkey Island next week because I've really just like messed around with it a little bit and barely, you know, kind of got through the tutorial and the and the the early game. So I'll I'll have some more uh, in depth thoughts once I dig in on that. I'll talk about a couple other games. One I streamed, uh, which is Disney Dreamlight Valley, and uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley is an Animal Crossing slash Stardew Valley. A ripoff, but with Disney IP, it's basically exactly that. So it's just, you know, instead of befriending Shane in the village or, you know, who's an Animal Crossing villager? Uh, Dom. Squid. Yeah, Dom. Yeah, improving your improving your uh, your friendships <laughs> with Quilson. It's like Goofy and, you know, Mickey are just like hanging out. So it's that that same sort of thing. Um and then, uh, it, first off, I put on a, a, a beautiful uh, Elsa gown and ran around, and that was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, I will say that the uh, that that the, it controls pretty well. The farming is pretty fun. Uh, the uh, the the fishing is decent. Um, they have they made a decision with the camera to uh, make it like a controllable camera. And these games almost almost always have fixed cameras. Mm-hmm. It's like they're either isometric or it's like Animal Crossing where you're just looking at one perspective, you know, uh, on the world. And and um, and and it, it just it removes that amount of difficulty. It removes that little degree of difficulty, that third dimensionality, uh, because these games, I think, are pretty casual. And, uh, you know, you don't really need to rotate the camera everywhere. Uh, but here you have a fully controllable, you know, 3D camera like a... You know, like uh, The Last of Us. And it's just a little bit cumbersome. And I I kind of am just like thrown as to why they made that decision for a game that, if anything, will will ideally have an even more casual audience than an Animal Crossing or a Stardew Valley. Like they might be attracting, I would assume, younger gamers or even non-gamers who just like like the Disney IP. So it's a a little bit baffling. Uh, But overall, it seems like a well-executed version of this formula. I I found myself enjoying spending, you know, just that that gameplay loop of breaking rocks and and picking up sticks and and giving uh, villagers uh, uh, flowers and like, you know, increasing your friendship level I thought was like just as as fun as any of these games are uh so I was like hey yeah this is this is a formula that works and is a well-executed version of it, of it one thing from streaming it is that a few of the people in the chat had clearly spent a lot of time and in to start into uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley and uh I was getting a lot of tips uh from someone in the chat and they like they were clearly like like stuff like hey if you want to like level up Scrooge's shop first you need to go ahead and you up your friendship level with Goofy so you can unlock this biome or whatever, uh, and this person giving a bunch of very specific, uh, in depth detailed knowledge of Disney Dreamlight Valley their username was Toilet Pigs so uh, shout out <laughs> Disney Dreamlight Valley super fan Toilet Pigs uh, appreciate all your help. Um, also, I'll real, real quick, I'll touch on Elden Ring, uh, which I, uh, I've been playing some more of. And I've, I, I, I marked a couple of bosses, had the time of my fucking life. This game's wow. incredible. I respect to a pure faith build. It's just so, so fun. You're both raising your arms up. Heather <laughs> we, and Mary. We, now Matt we, is doing it. We do this in our uh, every life, everyday life. <laughs> Whenever one of us gets something that we really like, we're like... We, 
We do the we Elden Ring like arms, circle gesture. Wow. No one, I realize it's a podcast it. and no one could see us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a real power move. I like it. Uh, yeah, and and uh, it made me feel cool. Uh, I, it's just a fucking great game. It's so fun. I want to. I want to spend more time with it. Um, I, I would have played more time. More. I would have played it even more this week if I wasn't playing uh, The Last of Us Part One. Uh, one thing I will say, contra The Last of Us Part One, playing this. And 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 TLOU kind of back to back made me realize how much I like melee being on the shoulder buttons. I'm not sure how how the how everyone else feels, but like I just just like because in 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 Last of Us it's it's on the face buttons, and I just and I understand that you got gunplay to worry about, but I just there's just something about you know swinging your sword or or or, or do, initiating melee attacks with the shoulder buttons that just feels more natural. My first like when I first dropped in on the encounters on Last of Us. Mm. I kept mashing circle to dodge. Right. Like I, which is, I haven't played Elden Ring since spring, but like, it's so embedded in my memory as like the way to, also, I think because you have a little bit of PTSD from Elden Ring, like Mm. just like how intensely (laughs) you have to play it in order to do anything that like my hands were automatically doing Elden Ring combat gestures in the last of us, which doesn't do anything can't it crouches yeah 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 i yeah i don't i I just i just i I like that control scheme better i hope it becomes more standardized wait well the god of war has a shoulder melee yes am i wrong am i remembering that wrong i don't i'm i think the latest one i i remap maybe that's how i mapped it yeah i don't know um star wars that way too uh what was it fallen jedi Mm -hmm. fallen order Jedi fallen order yeah uh I, i remapped it to elden ring controls also it's the way to go. Yeah, I like it. I got to do that. Uh, I'll say real quick what I've been playing. What have you been playing, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not much more considering all that I have at my disposal. Um, right. Vampire Survivors, I think, has taken over my life in a, in a way <laughs> that I... I sort of knew it was possible, but it hasn't happened in a long... I have like 12 hours Fuck, on yes. on Vampire Survivors, and I really just started playing it last it. week. Um, it's just fun. And we talked about this last week. There's not much more to say about it than that. It's just fun. It's a well-designed, so fucking fun. fun game. You're fun. It's great. I think, I think some of the best games that have ever existed, you can't talk about them for more than one week. It's just like the experience of it is so fun. Yeah. But nothing you can't it's like oh yeah i had a really good run shooting the same guy again yeah <laughs> yeah I, I texted you guys earlier i had a great run i've seen that there are more you can do better than this but for me this was really good i got to like level like 46 in this game and i i had the time of my life it was just a blast uh and you're playing on that steam deck is that right matt yeah i am playing on the steam deck and it, this it's i took the steam deck out with me uh, over over the last weekend, I uh, and I was very afraid. Oh, I was afraid. I was so afraid. afraid? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the whole time it was in the trunk of my car on, on our long drive. I was like, oh man, if I get in an accident, I hope the steam deck's okay. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's hard to replace. I can get a new neck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just uh, it's it's that thing's a beast. I really really like it. It feels great. I've also I've spent a little more time in Titanfall two, and I 
there, there's not a lot that I can say about it right now, uh, st- story wise. But I'm super is this sorry, real quick? Is that also on Steam Deck? You're also it, playing I'm on also Steam Deck. Playing it on Steam Deck. Yeah, I'm super in to Titanfall 2 uh, and the things that I've looked up about Titanfall 2 online and things I've read people say uh, from what I gather a massively underrated video game uh, just at large like people are like this game overlooked a solid campaign a solid short campaign great uh, online play when online was active uh, I haven't messed around with online uh, I don't think it's possible on the Steam Deck uh, uh I, yeah, I don't think I don't think I'm a, I, I can do it um, just because of the way it's set up. It doesn't read Linux, uh, the or something, and it thinks I'm cheating. Uh, I, I think is what I read. Uh, but it's just a really. It's just I don't really like games like this, and I can't stop thinking about it. I love it. It's great. Uh, this is this is one that's in my Steam mm-hmm. uh, queue. It's in my Steam library, unplayed. Uh, be, uh, but I bought it on sale, and uh, it's uh yeah. I've I've always heard this is like one of like one of the best single player campaigns of the past ten years. Yeah, and it just it got uh it it got overlooked, but you know maybe it'll end up being adequately rated over time. I hope so. It's really really great, and you know I I must shout out a friend of mine, uh, Manny Hagapian, who uh, wrote the game. <laughs> And I didn't wow. realize and he uh, that's amazing. He wrote, he wrote the game and I tweeted about how good it was the other day. Uh, and he did sufficiently call me out for saying like I haven't played it. He also wrote uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, he's probably somebody we should have on this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is your friend. <laughs> yeah. A connection what are we doing I, here? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea why this hasn't happened yet. Uh, one could argue I'm bad at my job. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's talk about it. We're talking about games with big, epic, legendary, widely revered single player campaigns. And of course, brings us to our We Play You Play for The Last of Us Part One. Uh, this is the remaster that was released on, uh, for PlayStation 5 on September 2nd of this year, 2022. More, more than a remaster. I would, I'd call this a remake, but. That's fair because they actually they did. This is a game that was already remastered once mm-hmm. for yeah. PS4 and, uh, you know, was was a substantial upgrade then. And, yeah, this is this is a ground up remake. I think they did have to rebuild. I, I think they did have to use a new engine, so they had to rebuild a lot of the game. I I, I can't remember what exactly I, I, where exactly I read that uh, developed by Naughty Dog, although there is some history of the development here, which I will get into uh, published by Sony. And then this uh, the this remake was directed by Matthew Gallant and Sean Eskeg. Uh, but the original game was, of course, directed by Bruce Straley and Neil Druckmann. Um, Mary, uh, The Last of Us, I assume you have some familiarity with. Was this your maiden voyage with The, Ma- the Last of Us? Had you played this game prior to playing the remake? Um, no, but <laughs> I played The Last of Us Part Two first. Um, I played it over, uh, I guess, it's like the first few weeks of quarantine, right, Heather? Mm, right, um, yeah. Whenever it came out, it came out over those initial COVID lockdown days. Um, I had watched Heather play through the, um, what's the minigame called? 
the Mini? the cold open factions. N- no. Do you mean factions? Yeah. The multiplayer. Yeah, isn't that it? No, 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 no. The one where they're in the mall. The mall? Oh, left behind. Oh, left behind. Left behind. Oh, left the behind. okay, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had watched Heather play through that, and then I had, of course, heard of The Last of Us, and actually knew a little, a lot of the story um, for The Last of Us Part One. But I played The Last of Us Part Two and just um, fell in love with the whole series, um, and. Actually, I don't know. It meant so much to me when I played it. I um, had I had a friend who knew Neil Druckmann, and I was talking to them about how much The Last of Us 2 had meant to me. And they said, well, would you like me to connect you with Neil Druckmann? Um, wow. And I was like, yeah. And I've not <laughs> really ever done that Um like really fanned out in that way, but I wrote him an email and said like, uh, "This game meant so much to me, and I'm not a gamer, and I feel so emotional every time I think about it." Um, and you know, and thank like thank you essentially. I, I don't I like I don't know if I've ever written an email like that, but I was just like thank you. Um, and he was so lovely and he wrote back and he even watched a couple episodes of my show, Monsterland, which was so kind, but no, I had never wow. played the last of us part one. So I did it a little bit backwards. Um, but it was, I mean, it was amazing. It's so amazing. We played it really fast, right? Heather? like, I mean, for me, uh, in like a, a week, honestly. I, also, I want to be clear. We didn't. Mary played the whole game. I think I played two encounters and Mary played everything else. Everything, yeah. all the, she, she, she made it through the hospital. Like she, wow. the whole fucking thing. Wow. And yeah. I don't think she died once in the hospital, which wow. was That's impressive until, un, until. Oh no, I, no, I did <laughs> die once. Uh, wait, I don't know what kind of spoilers we're, I, we're allowed to say, but I did die once because, well, I panic. Um, (laughs) I, 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 I I mean, the controller itself is like hard to navigate if you're not a gamer. And so, um, every time before we would sit down to like start playing, I would just like review the controller and, and be like, this is what square does. This is what, and it took me, oh my God, it took me a long time to realize that L meant left and R meant right, which is just so embarrassing. But um, when there's, yeah, but when there's like a, a a sort of like run and gun sequence or like a a major encounter, there are, I do scream a lot and panic. Um, And so I I feel like there was this one moment in the hospital where I was screaming and panicking. And um, I was like, Heather, where do I go? Where do I go? Um, And she was like, just just run to the exit. And I was like, I don't, I don't fucking know where the exit is. And I did. So I died once, but she, she died in a place that I won't spoil, but is in a place that I assumed you couldn't die. You can't. Like I was shocked that it was even a, a possibility that you could die in this moment of the game, because I thought essentially it was like, you know, there's like audio cues and light cues and you hear people yelling and, and stuff. And like that, that this sequence is cosmetic 
right? Like it is essentially a storytelling sequence that's like post game. Yes. But, but Mary did indeed die. I I know what you're talking about because I too have died there in a previous playthrough. And what happens to me is that I get turned around sometimes. I get very, I get like, I get disoriented and I was just, I was just going the wrong direction. And I was like, I got, I got fucking, and it was the same, same sensation. I was like, I didn't realize that could happen, but okay. So, so just to talk on that topic, I finished this game, I think, four times. I played the original and then, you know, first once the original and then the remastered. I think I played through three different times. I replayed it a couple of times when uh, when part two was coming out. And even with all that, I died on this playthrough during the prologue. I didn't oh realize you could die during the prologue, but it was the same thing. I got disoriented and there's a part where you're supposed to run towards the alley. And I was like, oh shit, where's the alley? And I just started going towards a fence because I remember the alley being by a fence, but it was the wrong fence. And then I just got a cinematic of like Joel being like, fuck Joel carrying his daughter and being like fucking uh, killed by a bunch of undead. And I was like, Jesus Christ. So in this version of the story, he's a day one casualty is just like, <laughs> um, I, got, I got too cocky is what it was but it, it, yeah it's I, I'm, I'm interested because there was a as you as you maybe know Mary and as we've discussed in the podcast there was a big backlash to the last of us part two mm-hmm. uh, by people who loved the last of us part one I mm-hmm. think that's been like like a pretty vocal minority honestly they were probably you know larger than their numbers or, or louder than their numbers rather uh, but the but but it, it was a big issue when the game released first when when some hey speaking of leaks when some some information about what happened in this game was leaked there was a big backlash and then when the game itself came out there was a there was a big backlash mm-hmm. and I, I'm it's an interesting perspective yours of someone who's backed into the series from la- from part two and is going back to part one now mm-hmm. uh, but but what can, can, like in what sense like why was the Last of Us Part Two like what specifically about that game really resonated with you and really like you know connected with you on an emotional level well i uh i mean i'm so worried i'm gonna say something i'm not supposed to say in terms of spoilers but the play Um, i think you're okay yeah yeah we okay i mean playing as two women was really powerful and they it didn't feel like they were uh, you know, again, I don't play a lot of video games, but they weren't like hot women in bikinis. They were they sure. were hot women in like sort of with like you know fucking biceps and like um, you know post apocalypse tattoos. And so that was really special. Playing as a lesbian was really special. Um, so I guess I guess the kind of inclusion, but just the story was so amazing and um complex and the way in which and part one does this too the way in which you sort of flip uh uh protagonist or or protagonist that you're playing character you're playing at at different points um and how last was part two i was very angry about it at first when you start playing as um abby uh and then you know the the uh um the a, a sort of emotional understanding of her character then made the rest of the playing experience so complex for me that by the time I got to um, the final boss, uh, which I played in just one straight go, I didn't want to do it. Um, yeah. And and there was like a power of 
of, um, you know, pressing buttons to make certain characters do certain things to other characters that you loved that, um, I, I mean, I was, I was so emotional and I have on, you know, like on online, on YouTube, whatever, rewatched that sequence, sequence like over and over again, um, to, to relive it every once in a while. I, I was explaining to a friend the other day who does not play video games and really doesn't have a lot of respect for games. I think mostly just because they don't understand what an art form it is. Um, I was explaining the last of us series, but also part two to them and started crying um, because it just, it, it's, it was, a it was, it was a better storytelling experience than a lot of films and television that I think sure. I've seen. And I, I mean, I work in film and television. Um, so the sort of interacting as the characters plus the incredible storytelling was just, I don't know, it was really, really, really powerful. Um, and the themes it touched on of, of um, not being able to let something go, of PTSD, like that was so unique I felt um for from what I understand of, of video games so that was really powerful um but I mean the the last miss part one I think I had a different kind of experience playing it maybe because I had played the second part first so it didn't it honestly didn't land on me as emotionally as part two and I'm I, I Heather and I were talking about it I can't decide if that's because last of us part two is maybe just a more in terms of storytelling, a more emotionally complex game um, than The Last of Us Part One, or if it's just because I knew some things that were going to happen in Part One, and so I was expecting them and not as surprised. I don't know. But um, as a whole, I, I just think that the storytelling is really, really profound. And I, I work with HBO right now. I'm going to deal with HBO. And literally the first thing I asked was, um, do you need writers for the Last of Us series? Because I'd really <laughs> like to work on it. And they were like, you know, no, it's just going to be Druckmann and um, uh, uh, what's his name? Craig Mason. Craig Mason who wrote, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. who wrote uh, Chernobyl, who's also amazing. And um, anyway, it's, it, I think it's just such a powerful story that that's really like my favorite thing about the game. Uh, it's a, I, we're all fans of the last of us part two here. Um, I definitely like the last of us part one more, even playing, you huh. know, having, having played both of them. I play, I finished last of us part two, uh, twice. I, I just think like last of us part one is like, for me, just, just a, uh, the big a big issue is pacing. I feel like Last mm. of Us Part Two is like a little bit bloated, and I feel like it it kind of uh, you know retread some of the the same ground by the by the time you get to the end game. But I still really enjoyed it. I still think hmm. it's it's a fucking awesome game, and I think the gameplay is uh, and combat is 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 definitely better in two. It's definitely like you know seven years of development better. Uh, but mm. it, it's interesting to revisit the remake because. A big part of my thought process on this was like I was pretty cynical about this project just as an exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, this game's not that old. Like 2013 is when the original came out, and I think the remaster came out in 2014. You know, so it's it's not that long before mm-hmm. this was a was a hot new item on the previous generation of hardware. And so it feels a little premature to do this scale of remake and to devote this many resources to it. And I'll, I'll talk about that a, 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 a little bit more later. But but I will say just as far as a reaction, I wanna get, I, Matt and I, Heather, I want to get your reactions to it too. But like, 
I had I still coming in with that cynical perspective. Once I started playing it, I was just like, ah, this is a fucking great game. I mean, it's just it's mm-hmm. just really good. This this was my favorite game of the PS3, Xbox 360, Wii era, I feel like for a reason. And uh, you know, playing it now, I was just like I, I was just planning on playing basically like the prologue and a little bit of the early game just to sort of like, oh, I'll just play a little bit right now and then I'll go to bed. And I ended up playing all the way up until uh, Pittsburgh. I played like, you know, like basically did an unbroken four hour stretch of gaming just because I wanted to keep playing it because it's fucking fun. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt, we, uh, you, uh, Richard, you're someone who who played through this entire uh, remake. Uh, yeah. What was there like? Like, did it get you right away? Like, what were your reactions to it? Yeah, I mean, I so I didn't really mess around with the remaster. Um, I ha- I have the remaster, and I have which I probably got for like ten dollars on sale or something. But I have the PS3 version that I never finished, and that's the one I finished for the show um, when we when we did Left Behind before we did uh, Last of Us Part Two. So going right. into this was really like only the second time I've played it. So I hadn't had as much experience with it as uh, everybody else that has seemed to like, you know, been complaining and uh, be cynical about uh, the release. Uh, So I was really excited to get my hands on this and and get back in there. And right away, I was just like, I streamed it a little bit. And a lot of the people watching were like, this is like not the most fun 20 minutes to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like or you know beginning of the game to, to oh yes stream. yeah yeah uh <laughs> not the most fun thing to watch uh, and like yeah watching me almost cry like yeah <laughs> at, like, you mean the, definitely cry yeah yeah yeah, cry. yeah yeah maybe cutting some onions or something um <laughs> but i yeah i i played through it all basically in like in a weekend like i just i right. went i i there was one day, day a couple weekends ago where i just played it all day and like and, and just and did so much in it and just it's i don't know there's just it's it's a masterpiece i saw the thing that i thought was interesting was that it was lower rated than the original release and it's probably just because it doesn't have factions it doesn't have some of the quality of life updates from part 2 which i sort of understand their reasoning for not putting them in but this I jumped straight into part two. Also, I'm about halfway into part two, which I hadn't revisited since I played it the first time. Uh, and I don't know. There, I Look, I've been thinking about getting a Endurance Survive tattoo, okay, with a knife. Uh, it's like, it's going to happen. Like, uh, and I, I, just, I, I just love these characters so much. I'm very excited for the TV show. And I, I'm glad that this... I don't have to dust off my PS3 to play the, this game. And this is like, it looks great. The They went back and, re, you know, sort of retouched the facial animations and the character models as well. It, it looks the best it could ever look at, at, at this point, right? Like, it's, it's I don't know. It's I'm glad they did this. Uh, it was, uh, for, at, at the very least, as an excuse to just replay it again. It's just such a special game. Yeah, and, and and there's such a paucity of of PS5 exclusives that mm-hmm. it just you know it is something that takes full advantage of the hardware. It does look fantastic, and it's a game that had a great art direction to begin with. So you know, just seeing everything uh, uh, all shimmering in 4K is is real nice. Uh, Heather, your reactions? Uh, you've mostly been going through murking characters during uh, murking uh, bad guys <laughs> during combat encounters, but uh, what did you think of uh, uh, revisiting this game? Well, I've got a couple grumpy things to say, which mm. is that I was shocked at the number of glitches. Mm. In this, uh, there were there were times where like textures didn't pop in. There'd just be like a big square of white where like a wall was supposed to be. And I was surprised that it shipped in that state. 
given that like the only thing that this game has going for it is look how shiny we made it. Right. Sure. It's it's not a new game and it, it has less features than both remastered and the PS3 version. So I expected it to be like flawless and it wasn't. Um, so that's my my complaint. Now, on the on the positive side, I played so much factions. I played so much factions like. There was a time in my life where I would play factions when I woke up, go to work, come back home, play factions, go to a bar, get drunk, come home, play factions. Like <laughs> there was there's like a months of my life where that yeah. was like all I did. And seeing <laughs> these arenas that were in factions that I now think of exclusively as factions areas like the dam or uh, the bookstore. Um, right. Seeing those gorgeous was a little bit religious. It was like mm. walking into an old cathedral that I used to pray in. And I was mm. like, wow, man, I wish they would. They, I wish that factions was was here so that I could run around in this version, this beautiful version of this bookstore. Um, I don't I I can't. I, I want to drag out my PS3 and see if I'm uh, mistaken in this memory, but it feels slower or heavier in mm. the one-player campaign than it did in Factions. Like, I feel like they were a little bit more spry when they were, like, jumping over windows and stuff, whereas I feel like Joel really, like, he's got a lot of weight that he's got to get over, like, a window, and 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 he's got a lot of, like, sounds he's got to make as he does it. I, sure. Um, I wonder if... You know, that's probably true. I never messed with factions, so I can't speak to that. But I also wonder if you might be having part two muscle memory. Because right, playing yes. part two, Ellie is a beast. Mm, like, yeah. she just is so fast. A little more nimble. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. You're getting prone. You're getting down there, you know, in the weeds and all that. Well, and Abby's I, I don't... a fucking tank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit up. What a Whenever spell. Heather yeah. and I Beating go to the, shit the out of people. Gym. We're like, we got to get buff like Abby. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got to get buff like Abby. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, we all got to get body goals. Like Abby. <laughs> yeah, for what's coming, we all need to. <laughs> yeah. so, so that was my complaint. Also, going into part two, The Last of Us, part now part one, last The Last of Us was my favorite game of all time. Like, I just, I, I, I'm blown away by it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about that game in context. Like when you said, Nick, that it was your favorite game of the PS3, Xbox 360, Wii era, I was like, fuck. That was, that feels like ancient times. Yes. The, the Wii, like that the, the, the Last of Us came out while the Wii was still like in active play is crazy to me. And no wonder it had such a profound effect on me. Mm. Playing it again via Mary, I think I like part two more. Interesting. And it is because of what you've just said about the sort of alacrity, like the speed of movement in Ellie uh, is more my, like after we beat part, part two, I would like run through encounters in that game as well and just like, arrow people to death and it was a lot of fun <laughs> um 
I don't know. I, I, I think that the first time I played The Last of Us Part One and it ended, I cried. And then when I played Left Behind, I fucking sobbed. Mm-hmm. And then all of that feels more emotionally immature to me than like the feeling I had at the end of part two where I was like, oh God, mm-hmm. like it was like, it's beyond sadness. It's like, it felt earth sized. Like, yeah, it's, oh, grief. it's everybody. It's, than it's everybody. We're sad. all fighting. Yeah. Oh no, it's all of us. Uh, mm-hmm. As opposed to just like, man, this guy is kind of a jerk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part one is a cleaner, clearer narrative. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's partly why it's it like it didn't, you know, there was that it was just universal acclaim. Because pe- like yeah. there was nothing, there was no ambiguity that you had to like there was a the 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 only ambiguity is in the final choice in the game where it's just yeah. like, did Joel do the right thing? And that be mm-hmm. that's the only place where there's some sort of like moral gray that the uh, you know, the gamer can maybe sit with, but it's a tolerable level of that. So mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like for me, though, it's just such a such a tight little package and it's got such great little great set pieces. And as I was blazing through some of it, I was like, you know, like some of these these set pieces that I remember so well. And to me, in like in my in my memory, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that was like, that's like a fucking hour long sequence. And I'm playing through it now. And obviously, like I know how to play the game and I know what to do. So that's part of it. But it is like. Wait, this is like a this was like a twelve minute encounter that just yeah. felt like it, but it just has like it just it's it's got such mm-hmm. tension to it. Um, uh, you know the enemy AI certainly for its time and 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 even now you know it's it's still pretty impressive and and it feels you know it's it's uh, the environments like you were saying how they're really well realized and well rendered and feel lived in and and so like these encounters these combat encounters like just like like all are so many of them I, I think I remember so clearly. And a lot of other games, when I think back on it, it's like I can remember like one or two big like levels or one or two set yeah. pieces, you know, yeah. and like everything in this game is clear in my memory. Um, uh, while you're being a, a little grumpy and, and talking about some negatives, huh. Heather, I, I'll, 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 I'll throw in one thing on this on this note. And this kind of like is, is larger, I think, than this than this individual remake. But this is still why I as 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 impressed as i am by this by this package i still am a little bit like did this need to happen um this mm. is an article that i th- i believe first revealed this game's existence this was by jason schreier from april 9th 2021 a friend of the pod past guest jason schreier we made him play mario is missing sorry jason uh so this uh, article is entitled entitled uh sony's obsession with blockbusters is stirring unrest within playstation empire i'll read an extended excerpt from this Sony Corp's Visual Art Service Group has long been the unsung hero of many hit PlayStation video games. The San Diego-owned operation helps finish off games designed at other Sony-owned studios with animation, art, or other content and development. But about three years ago, a handful of influential figures within the Visual Art Service Group decided they wanted to have more creative controls and lead game direction rather than being supporting actors on popular titles as Spider-Man and Uncharted. For their first solo project, Mumbauer and his crew, Mumbauer is the uh, the lead of this team, uh, uh, wanted to pitch something that would be well-received by their bosses at Sony. Recognizing the risks and expense involved with developing a new game from scratch, they decided to focus on remaking older games to the new PlayStation 5. The team originally planned on a remake of the first Uncharted game released by Naughty Dog in 2007. That idea quickly fizzled because it would be expensive and require too much added design work. Instead, the team settled on a remake of Naughty Dog's 2013 melancholic zombie hit, The Last 
Last of Us. So the inception of this product basically comes from a team that's just doing support work on other games. It's like, we'd like to make our own fucking game. But they realize with like the, the, the megalith that is Sony that the only way they can actually get something going is like, they can't be like, well, hey, we have our own idea we'd like to make. We think this would be a really cool, uh, you know, original IP. They're like, no, we have to take another game and remake it. That's the only way we can we can have uh, any sort of, you know, autonomy or have any sort of, you know, uh, uh, any, any presence to be like, hey, we're going to make our own project here. We're going to be the leads of our own project. Anyway, uh, this article continues on. Just wanted to hope to enter production on the remake of The Last of Us. Mumbauer's team got called up to help with another big game, with another big game that fell behind. Release of The Last of Us Part 2 has been had been pushed from 2020, pushed to 2020 from 2019, and Naughty Dog needed the visual arts service group to polish it off. So now they're helping Naughty Dog out with Part 2. Then the roles got reversed. Sony sent word after completion of The Last of Us Part 2, some people with Naughty Dog would help out with their game. Mumbauer's team saw their short-lived autonomy being stripped. Dozens of Naughty Dog staff were joining the project, and some had actually worked on the original Last of Us, giving them more weight in discussions about uh, The Last of Us Remake's direction. The game was moved under Naughty Dog's budget, which Sony gave more leeway than the visual arts service group. Soon it was apparent that Naughty Dog was in charge. So, you know, Naughty Dog ends up like, and I understand why they did it, and if I was if I was Naughty Dog, I'd want to do the same thing like yeah we want to oversee the remake of this game that was like so important to our studio i understand that but it, it's like it's so shitty for visual arts service group for this team that mm-hmm. wanted to just do their own thing a that they had to compromise to the degree of like we're going to remake another studio's existing game just to try to fucking have our own game for once and then that that also gets taken from them and their team ultimately dissolves and it just becomes just comes from sony's risk aversion and it also goes away from like Eight years ago, a game called The Last of Us came out, and that was an original IP. That was at some point an idea that yeah. did not exist. So it's like, I don't know. It, 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 it's, it's just a bummer that that's the climate for AAA game development where – Hey, it has to be the grand. It has to be Grand Theft Auto Six. It's so rarely some new idea that gets to be made, and it just speaks to me in terms of the allocation of resources, both within Naughty Dog and the industry at large. That this is what we're spending a bunch of you know developers' time on. There's a bunch of talented developers within Naughty Dog who could make some original game. Hey, Lucas Pope, uh, who made Papers Please, and and um. Oh, what's that other fucking game we covered on the podcast? I don't know why I called it that other Return of the Ober Den? Like Return of the Ober Den. Like, he, like, you know, he was fr- he was a Naughty Dog alum. You know, how many Lucas Popes are working there now that if you gave them a tenth of this remake's budget and let them make their own thing, they could make some, you know, gorgeous new influential game? I don't know. Uh, a bit of a rant there, but, like, that, like... To me, to me, this game is awesome. I love The Last of Us Part One. I, it's a really cool remake. But at some degree, there are only so many games that, beca- that can come out in a, in a given year. Um, and uh, you know, why did this have to be the one that uh, uh, that got developed? Well, I think if if I can be philosophical for a moment, I think that that's sort Please. of like the creative pipeline that's uh, been visited on us a- across all across, mediums in the yeah. last forty or fifty years, like. Movies didn't used to be blockbusters. And then Steven Spielberg had like a minor budget and pulled off something insane and perfect with Jaws. And it and that, I think, began a uh, and I'm not saying that the studio system of the 1930s wasn't trying to put out these massive hits like Gone with the Wind or these big musicals or whatever. We've all seen the train coming toward the screen. We know they had a hit uh, when they had a hit. but but I think that there's there's been a shift from like, hey, what can a creator do with a certain amount of money to how do we maximize our profit potential for our shareholders 
on the back end of these massive projects. And the easiest way to guarantee that is through IP expansion, right? So like Pac-Man was just like a fucking game that some nerds made, right? <laughs> Am I fucking right? It's yeah, just a some nerds project. Big nerds made Pac-Man. Like a bunch of fucking losers. And it ends up being like a, a disco song that everybody loves and and sleeping bags and cereal and everything else. So like it all all of this has just been this this avalanche towards profit uh that 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 is taking a supremacy in the stories that are being told. So it doesn't shock me. I, like, we're going to see, like, it, it, Grand Theft Auto 20 is going to come out, like, as I'm dying. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I'm not at all shocked. Nothing about this Nothing about this shocks yeah. me. It's yeah. just one of those things where if I'm going to be a little bit cynical about it, I, it's, it's just, you know... Uh, I guess it. I guess it's the same thing. That's look. I like. I like Avatar, but you know they're they're, they're remastering Avatar and putting that back in theaters. You know, it's the Friday. same sort of cycle. Yeah, Friday. On Friday. I, I, I'm, I'm, go, I'm gonna see it. I will definitely be seeing it. It's coming on Friday. I'm seeing it too. I saw the fucking trailer on Twitter. I was like, what? On Friday? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just I guess I wish I wish Sony was maybe a Sony specifically, but the industry at large was a little bit more risk averse. And I understand I 100 percent get the reasoning behind its existence. Yeah. It's just it's it's a uh, it's it's kind of a bummer uh, if, if you really think of it holistically and, and what it means for for games. Um, uh, I guess let's talk so, uh, a little bit more about like what we, uh, you know, uh, our experience of playing through the part through part one. I mean, Mary, this was your first uh, your first playthrough. You're the 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 one of us who uh, you're the 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 last of us to have played through this game. Yes. Um. So, uh, what did you uh, what did you like like as you're you're playing through it? You, you maybe still prefer the Last of Us Part Two, but like, what were some of the moments that resonated with you, gameplay wise or story wise? Oof. Um. Gameplay wise or story wise? I mean. Uh, the, again, the switching of the protagonist was really incredible. I didn't, I actually didn't know you played as Ellie in, uh, Last Was Part One at all. And so that was really amazing. Um, and I think also story-wise, that was an incredible moment because he, you know, wasn't just guiding her to a certain place. Like she was actually saving him. And I felt like the depth of their relationship was increased by switching uh, the player you were you were playing. I mean the some of the visuals were just incredible like the um the fight in the snow uh where you're running around the snow uh oh is yes amazing. when you're playing as Joel you mean yes yeah. and Ellie at different points right yeah you're, mm -hmm. yeah. you're both you're kind of switching back and forth um uh, you know, every few encounters. And that was really incredible. Um, oh, the horrible fight with Ellie in the restaurant. Yeah. With Ellie David. Yeah. The, oh, with David. With David. Yeah. yeah oh, I mean, it was just, oh, just ter terrible. It was terrifying. Um, it's and, the scariest uh, part in the game to me. It's so scary. It's so Nasty scary. Yeah. It's so Fucking scary. Sicko. It's also the only time anybody else sneaks. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? He oh, sneaks. no. He sneaks. Sneaky pedophile. Yeah. Um, sneaky pedophile yeah. cannibal. There's two things you really don't want. It. Pedophile cannibals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the list just um. gets worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, sneaky? Come yeah. on. <laughs> sneaky pedophile cannibal. Um... 
<laughs> I have this experience playing the game where anytime we met another character and they were a man. I don't know if this is revealing way too much about just me <laughs> um, <laughs> and my my personal traumas. But anytime we, we ran into like a, a new character and it was a man, I was immediately like, mm, don't trust him. I, I, really, I, really, I don't feel like we should go with them. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, uh, what's the character's name, Heather? The one with the son that we meet? Oh, uh, I know uh, you mean. Not you're running through Pittsburgh together. I'll yeah, look it up. yeah, yeah. Not and then, not not Bill. Bill's the guy. No, Bill's not the Bill. guy who has his own town. I don't Bill even. Is, remember. Yeah, Bill's out of his mind. I can't remember his name, but yeah, yeah. But you were his, like, you were oh, like, it was nope. his brother, brother. Not he his, his little son, brother. His yeah, brother. His little brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was like, this guy's shifty. I don't trust him. And then <laughs> it ended up being like heartbreaking. <laughs> Henry yeah, and Sam. But then there it is. Sam. Right. Sam. Yeah, Sam. Sam. But then, yeah, but then when we met David, I also was just like, oh, this guy's shifty. I don't trust him. So, you know, 50-50. It's a good instinct because when you're right, you're right. Yeah, Yeah, when you're right, you're right. Don't trust men, everyone. Well, you also said it about Bill. You were like, nope, nope, not that guy. Uh Uh-uh, that guy's going to turn on us. Is he the town town guy? Yeah, he's the guy in the town. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then he, oh, and then he just was this, you know, sweet guy who just he <laughs> lost his partner and I was like buddy yeah. I'm sorry I judged um, you can still call him men, shifty I right? think, I think yeah. <laughs> he's still it's a little weird man yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a freak. Uh, but yeah, he's by, a, um, in the in the series, he's played by that dude from Parks and Rec. Who's yeah, that Nick, guy? Nick, Nick Offerman. Yeah, yeah, Offerman. I like that casting. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. So I don't know; those were some of my favorite moments. Playing through this time with a little bit extra, uh, a little bit extra COVID weight, was I was a little bit like, "Fuck!" It'd be a little too easy for me to to cosplay Bill. I am <laughs> bummed out. <by> that. <laughs> I thought the same thing when I saw a bloater. <laughs> <laughs> there was a point where Mary was playing, and uh, and she said, "Cool," and I didn't expect her to say "cool" when she did which was when Joel gets uh, booby-trapped and he's upside down and he's oh, firing yes. at... Uh, she was like, this is cool. And Loved. I was like, stunned. I'm stunned a little yeah. here. The, the, the Mary's like, this is great. This is a yeah. great sequence. He was shooting upside down. It did take me... I would say I, I did die like maybe twice during that sequence. Yeah. I, I don't know where I died the most. There was only one where I kept dying so much that I actually got like sort of moody about it. And I was like, <laughs> yep. oh, you just fucking play it. I can't. I, but um, yep. then full transparency, I did turn down the uh, uh, difficulty level like one notch after that because I was like, Heather and I are going to break up if we keep <laughs> going like this. And <laughs> she's just sitting on the couch next to me. She's not doing it was, anything. It was in the museum uh, when you've got a bunch of runners and yeah. and, Ugh. and I kept getting I stuck that, in the hall. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. that part. I think that one of the things that has been said about video games that I, uh, really rings true when I watch Mary play is that the barrier for entry of experiencing these stories is uh, like physical, like familiarity with a controller, and that's too bad because there's there like there's only so if you're not used to moving with one finger and or thumb and controlling the camera, swinging the camera around with the other, then you're not going to be able to 
to handle like mob like you're not going to be mm-hmm. able to like organize mobs. I would, I would mobs. just run and look at 100%. the ceiling at yeah. different yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah, running and looking at the ceiling and screaming on the couch. And <laughs> screaming and screaming a lot. That was the hardest thing I think for me to learn about the controller as a new gamer was the um the the camera Mm-hmm. The camera nub, nub. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the camera nub. And I even, at one point, I tried to reverse it, thinking that would help me, um, and it did not. So I think I just, you know. But then, you know, toward the end of the game, I would, like, go down some stairs, and Heather would be like, nice camera work, babe. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, drawing a nice, smooth arc of, like, looking around a corner versus, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Yeah. early in the game when she's, like, Walking with uh, who's the woman that is Joel's first friend? Um, uh, Tess? Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, Tess. Tess. Yeah. Tess, yeah. yeah. Tess. Well, there's like moments in that in that first <laughs> mo- thing where it's like, why are you staring at that trash can? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, Heather taught me, um, you know, just run and then turn around and shoot, and then run again, turn and shoot, and so I that that became my sort of playing tactic as well as sneaking but i would run for a long time around certain areas <laughs> until i got brave enough to turn around and shoot but i think i got better and better as as the game went on at at um not dying so yeah there was like a a point where you were like just managing the in the gym you were just like managing mm-hmm. the bloater Managing all of mm-hmm. the runners. It was like, it was really. And in the, like the underpass, I think I did pretty yep. well. Yeah. Really cool it, to watch. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it was easier to play as I, as I went along. So. That first bloater encounter, which you just met, I like is, is, you know, replaying that. I was like, oh, this is such a great little, you know, sequence here. Yeah. Uh, where you're, when you're in that, that school gym. Um, uh, the, the Tess's character model, by the way, is, is one that has. I maybe the most drastic changes from PS uh from the PS3 original to the uh the the, the PS PS5 remake. I don't know if you guys saw this. Oh. Uh, but yeah, they it's a completely different the, the, it looks like a completely different person and basically wow. apparently what they did is they uh the the PS5 character model looks a lot closer to the actress um oh. who plays Tess. So yeah. it's that was so the, that was why they went better in the remake. Yeah, I they made love... her look like a human woman. Like <laughs> Yeah, who's been through some shit. Yeah. And also yeah. like who I wouldn't mess with. Like the you, you know very very much. Yeah. So. Heather, Heather and I noticed how it was really cool in the game that um Joel wasn't the one who seemed to have authority at every like entryway you had to pass with Tess. Tess was the one who was you know, given all the respect and that woman looks like she should get some respect. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting. Everywhere they go, they have to be like, no, 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 no. Joel's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. 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 He's with me. Make, yeah. They've had to make a lot of excuses for him. Uh, I had a, a thought about the game um, because this is my first time revisiting it since the part two. And so, you know, Spoilers, of course, but like you get to the end of this game and you're faced with the choice that you have to make. It's not really a choice because you have to do it to pr- to progress. Let's, but yeah, narratively, let's do it's it to, a to cover our bases, yeah. uh, Matt. Oh. Now entering spoiler country. Yeehaw! Get your clickers ready and and all, and all that. Get your shivs ready because there are clickers abound, folks. There, there we go. <laughs> Uh, All right, we're safe. We're safe. So now anything I say here. So when you're in the hospital sequence and you know you're you're mowing down. Uh, 
what's you know the remnants of the Firefly soldiers basically. And you get to the final part where your uh, Ellie's on the operating table, and there are the three doctors. This part played differently for me, sort of emotionally, because of the emotional mm-hmm. story of part two. Right. So doing this, I was like, oh, well, I really don't want to do this because I know what happens now and it's just going to be bad. Like, it's it's going to yes. feel worse knowing what happens now. Um, but because I know what happens and, you know, I have no control over the story in that way. It's going to happen no matter what. In part two, it's depicted as a certain way of happening. But I, in this replay, I was like, I guess I can have my fun here, can't I? Uh, and... <laughs> <laughs> and just do it however I want. So I lit their asses up with a flamethrower. I just charged them in hell. <laughs> All of them. All of them. And so now part two is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's how I played it when I first, my very first playthrough, I walked into that room and I, I torched everybody. Yeah. But what was surprising to me about watching Mary play is that she is so connected to part two. Mm-hmm. And she walked in and just double tapped each of them without, like, without <laughs> anything. Like, no, like, no, like, investigation of the space. Like, because I think you can go up to that first doctor and drive their own scalpel through their neck or something. Mm-hmm. Like, if you just go up to, like, melee with them, she didn't even give it a shot. She just, like, bah, 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 bah. Like, looked yeah. at the one who was like, please, God, you're a monster, don't. And, like, like, execute. Bitch, you're the monster. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I have, you can't avoid killing. You You must kill at least the doctor. Like, yeah. that, that's that's like, that's unavoidable. And, yeah, the, the first time, and, and I think what part of why that, that revelation in part two works is so effective for people who yeah. played through part one is that, yeah, I remember playing through that, and, and it's just like, it's like, get away from Ellie, you fucking yeah. pieces of shit. And I just started blasting, you know? And, yeah. and so I think that's the reaction of a lot of people. And then, you know, in the, the second part, you get the ramifications of what you're actually doing. Uh, what were you about to say, Heather? Well, I was going to say, I have a couple notes here that I wanted to share from when we were playing. Uh, one of the things that was interesting about playing this post-COVID is that when I played this a decade ago, I was kind of like indulging in this fantasy of like a shutdown world and like, ooh, it's like I get to go into these spaces and like (laughs) look for like little bips and bops and stuff. And I've been through so much as a human being since then that my new, like my idealized The Last of Us would now be a normal world that I could just like walk around in. (laughs) Like, like, like it would be, the truth is like my version of the game now is just being able to like walk around in 2013 with Mary. Like that would be like the, 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 the thing. Didn't I Uh, say, I I hope we're still alive and around when The Last of Us part three comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Mary said something, (laughs) Mary said something really funny which was the least believable thing about this is an organized government response. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that you would see these FEMA camps set up and, and, and that that seemed ridiculous yeah. given our environment. Yes. Yeah. Um, way. And I, and I wrote down, yeah, the game should take place with like Starbucks still open and like people like desperately trying to sell you coffee, like with clickers right. and shit in the street. Yeah. But then I was looking at the coffee shop, which you, it, like you spend time in this coffee shop and Joel says, oh, I miss coffee. And then 
in the second game, Ellie gives him coffee and it's like a nice callback to the scene. But the posters on the wall say, Mm -hmm. we got this Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. And to me, that means that in the cities, they did try and stay open. (laughs) Like they felt like targeted advertising for like, We'll figure it out. Just keep slinging coffee and and, and right. we'll get through this clicker ca- catastrophe. I, I, I had a, a, a no, I think I, I think that I, I, I love all that shit. I mean, I love I love all the apocalypse tropes. And yeah, that's a, a, a I, no doubt what happened in this reality. Um, I think even even in the 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 prologue, it's kind of like, you know, like a lot of the stuff that's that's happening with the news footage and in the, uh, you know, the newspaper headlines is like indicating that this shit's kind of been going on for a little bit. Like, you know, the yeah. infection rate skyrocketing yeah. and ho- hospitals being overwhelmed. And yeah, people mm-hmm. would still be going to their jobs God. at the uh, at the Pizza Hut inside of Target because yeah. mm-hmm. they'd have to. And if the end of the game played out differently, like if they did sort of make a vaccine uh, with uh, the like DNA from Ellie's brain or whatever, uh, people are being like, I'm not taking I'm that not shit. Taking that. <laughs> <laughs> Just the nerve of people. <laughs> um, one thing I really liked about this game presentationally is just seeing The Last of Us Part 2 UI in The Last of Us Part 1 because mm-hmm. like you know the last that, that is a thing that feels kind of uh, date, more dated about the original The Last of Us and the, and the remaster is that it's kind of you know it's uh, the the that 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 cleaner uh, all white uh, you know uh, HUD and interface that you get from from part two just seeing that in the in part one it, it's nice and it, it kind of unifies those uh, the the game world a little bit um, so yeah that was that was a nice touch and I, I understand you know I guess they were of course they were going to do it but it's nice they did that it's also like Sony used to be very strict it feels like with their you know QR checks that you had to like if you were going to show a triangle button in the game it had to be art of a triangle with a green triangle like it had to be like you know it had to to match what was on your controller yeah. and they've gotten a little bit a lot uh you know away from that a little bit i mean partly probably because of the design of the dual sense but it's just like they they yeah that 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 there's more there's more freedom there uh to to realize it differently artistically uh but yeah it look it looks clean and nice looks sharp yep. i yeah, like i like the animation and this is I wouldn't like this in real life. I like the animation of Joel cleaning the guns. Me too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. There's something yeah. about it. It looks so satisfying. This yeah. is, uh, yes. But not do, for do you me mean, personally. Do you mean upgrading weapons? Oh, yeah, upgrade, or upgrading them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because that's another thing that was in The Last of Us Part Two that you, you watch that and it's just like one of those polished details. Like, this is so fucking resource intensive mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. To like this animation, you're, the, the user is going to see one time if they play through it once of upgrading this gun with this specific, you know, uh, uh, armament. And th- then they reintegrated that in The Last of Us Part One. Again, it's just so labor intensive, but it's such a nice polished detail. It looks fucking fantastic. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And it has, you know, yeah. the nice clicks, the little. Yes. Yeah. Great it, sound design. It's great. Sound design sound this design. game is yeah, incredible. Amazing. Yeah. It feels it. There's also I don't know. I, I feel like I haven't said this on the show before, but when you enter listen mode, it makes the sound of the velociraptors entering the kitchen in Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) Which, next time you're listening or you're watching Jurassic Park, when they come in, they both breathe in a certain way and that that is the sound of entering listen mode in The Last of Us. And it's such a good sound. Mm -hmm. Like a a throaty purr. Another interesting connection to Jurassic Park is uh, Ellie's uh, clever girl. Uh, anyway, Matt, uh, let's throw it to you. I 
I just want to give that the space it deserves. <laughs> um, any other thoughts on this game before we wrap up the discussion? I the one thing that I didn't like. I hate those fucking stalkers, man. I don't like the yeah. stalkers. I think they're the worst ones. They're too scary. I don't like... I think I maybe said this when we did part two. And this is partly why I don't like the fight with David. Mm. Anyone that's sort of like... I'll do it for you guys here. It's like kind of like this. Kind of like hunched over. Sort of sneaking kind of around. Skulking. Yeah. I hate that. It is my <laughs> least favorite physicality on earth. It is so freaky to me. I don't <laughs> like it. It is so scary. Stand up straight. Don't do that to me. Don't freak me out like that. Gross. Ugh. Did you have like a traumatic early life experience with like the thriller video? <laughs> yeah, but That's only it was. I didn't know they came back up. Mm. I was I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, yeah. I, I agree. Uh, creepy, spooky, scary. Uh, any other thoughts? Holds up. Good game. It's cool. Yeah, it's a good game. It's I mean, good. if you, have, you haven't played it. Good work. If you're team. looking for something to play on your PS5, it's 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 a cool game. It's you know it's 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 a cool package. I mean, maybe I wish it wasn't seventy dollars, and uh, you know, but whatever. Mm-hmm. That's that's the reality we live in. And it, I I completely understand why it wasn't in there from a gameplay perspective. It would wreck all uh, probably the AI and a lot of the encounters. It's it's still the thing that I I, I don't I, I'm not saying it should have been at, been here, but the thing from the Last of Us Part Two, and we've talked about this off pod that I miss the most is going prone because going prone in combat is situationally so useful and, and just cool. It just gives another dimension. Yeah. Shooting somebody in the ankle with an arrow. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why you need to go prone when you can run at them with a shotgun (laughs) (laughs) or run around and scream (laughs) with a shotgun. (laughs) Did you mention the thing you texted us, Heather, about the shotgun? Oh, that I prefer using the shotgun in encounters because when you use the bow and arrow, Ellie doesn't say anything. But if you if you can blow a person's head off with the shotgun in a single shot, like if you can one shot them on grounded difficulty, you get a lot of approval from Ellie in the form of, holy shit, Joel! Like over and over again. That's not and approval, like, honey. I love it. That's I love traumatizing it so a child much. to return. Also, also Full if circle. you if the 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 car- the the guys also do similar things in in like when you first start the encounter. So you can like toss out a couple of bombs and get like the first like four guys to just start their dialogue with like yeah, haven't seen anybody around here since we toasted those click and they'll explode. <laughs> the idea of like that being the other guy's day. Yes. In part two, you get a lot of like the other guy going, Steven, no. <laughs> but in this one, like if a guy explodes in front of a, another guy, he's just like, he's here. the end we 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 talked a lot about um you know ellie murdering these people with just like an an, these guys like with a knife or her knife or whatever and uh imagine what it would be like to get through 
the entire apocalypse and then be murdered by like a little girl with a knife. That's like yes, a pretty, right. <laughs> pretty sad way to go. Um, yeah, to have let your morals be eroded and, and until you finally join the group of cannibals and you're like, oh, uh, man, I how did it. I fucking get here? <laughs> and then you're like standing outside of a an empty record <laughs> shop and a girl comes up and just goes... Your food, your food yeah. kills you. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. <laughs> uh, well, hey, those are our thoughts on The Last of Us Part 1. It's time for the You Play of the We Play You Play. You're the review crew, our listeners. It's the Ryu crew. Hello, Ken. Our- <laughs> Uh-oh. Spicy. Oh, no. You all right? I, I tried to do the voice and I couldn't because I had just had a big gulp of fake Guinness. It's, a, it's okay. Are you okay? Hello, yeah. Ken. There you go. There you go. There we go. Uh, this one's from at Street Lamp Kid on Twitter and they write, one of my favorite gaming stories of all time, but I have zero desire to play the remake. It's neat that the graphics are better, but I'll... Just wait for the TV show for good graphics, i.e. real people. However, I am glad. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, and they also good say. graphics, i.e. real people. However, I'm glad that people who appreciate graphics more than me are enjoying it. Very nice sentiment. Um, and yeah, I can't wait. I, you know, we haven't really said anything about that. I can't wait for the TV show. I, uh, I'm so excited about it. Can't fucking wait. Uh, should be getting a trailer soon for that, I think. Uh, this one's from at Mike Petri on Twitter, and they write, Peak environmental storytelling. Some of my favorite parts of the game are wandering through abandoned stores and homes to see what happened there, and to be thankful every time someone left behind a p- half pair of scissors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it is... That's very funny. Uh, it is It is like, you know, the the, the environmental storytelling that you'll get from... Because it's justified, and it and it is the sort of stuff that you'd find if you were just like exploring someone's dorm room. Is like you know, like a mm-hmm. like a, a, a like a like a series of journal entries, or mm-hmm. so, you know, like when you're kind of getting a sense of of what someone's life was in those final days before the shit hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, like like all that stuff is 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 fascinating. And there, the one thing that's all that stuck with me is there's a moment in um there's a it's in the uh a uh, uh, we, uh, you're, uh, I forget exactly what section of the game it's in, um, but it's a, uh, but it's written. It's stuck with me, but I forget where when it happens. Uh, anyway, but it's written on a whiteboard in an office building. It's like a message that's that's like written to like a a someone's daughter, and it's like like please, like we are here, please, you know, like please take care of yourself. And then someone else has written underneath it, like don't worry, we're taking good care of her. Yeah, it's, it's just like Jesus fucking Christ, that's so grim. Yeah. Even if, even if it's just like a, an empty taunt, it's just so fucking like menacing, mm-hmm, you know. Yeah. And then to think about like, but if that reality could exist, and and we also, oh, and and similarly, like 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 the the inventory of all the 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 stuff that they've acquired uh, from all the 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 people that they've killed. When it's like talking about all the shoes they and 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 clothes and and uh, uh, you know rations that they've taken from the people that they've lured in and killed, like all that sort of stuff. Yeah, absolutely sticks with you. It's so fucking. Or like grim. the the chart that's just the list of pounds of meat. Yes, yeah, yeah. And you're like, so gnarly. Yeah, yeah. 
or even like with the stuff like the uh i this time i was really plugged into isha's storyline uh and just how grim mm. that whole scenario is just i like yeah. they i don't know i i was really paying attention to all the notes i was finding this time and just being like everyone is worse than the last i i hate getting more information <laughs> about this uh, <laughs> This one's from at Ronary Anon on Twitter, and they write, I like throwing the can grenade things. And so do I. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. of fun. Excellent, yeah. fun type of weapon. Just blowing, just a good, just fun to blow guys up. Yeah. So who- I also like the sound when you make that one. Yeah. Which yes. is like a, like bits and bolts being dropped into a can and then like the pressurized gas. Like that. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, and and finally, uh, this one's from at Geoman Film on Twitter, and they write: Part one isn't for us; it's for younger generations to experience it for the first time on current hardware. For OG The Last of Us players like myself, the graphical upgrades and refined mocap made me experience the story on a much deeper level. I know Joel and Ellie even better now. Which I thought was an interesting uh, piece of feedback. That's refreshingly nice. uncynical take. Yeah, the idea that this is that yeah, if if you if you're, you know, maybe 20 years old and, uh, you know, you never played the original Last of Us, this game would look and feel like the Last of Us seemed to us back in 2013 when it, mm-hmm. when it you know, hit like a fucking meteorite. Hmm. Uh, and, and that's it for the Ryu crew. Thanks for writing in, everybody. Oh, wow. thank you, Ryu crew. A lot of good takes. Uh, always was. happy to hear from you. Uh, hit us up on social media at Get Played Pod. I'm music and engineering everybody. Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs and check out our premium show, Get Animated. Heather... We're still watching Leakerous Recoil. Yeah, we're watching Leakerous Recoil, and I think we're on episodes... Uh, seven and eight. Seven and eight. Yeah, seven and eight. Uh, almost at the end of that journey, and then we'll be on to another movie or series, because we're over here getting animated when we're not getting played. So check that out on Stitcher Premium or at patreon.com slash getplayed. Uh, Patreon's the easiest way to get current episodes. Mary Laws, an absolute treat to have you every time. Thank, Thank you for lending your perspective. Yeah, thanks, Mary. Thank you yeah. for playing through this game and telling us what you thought. And and uh, it's just it's fascinating to hear from a first time player. Um, what uh, anything you'd like to plug at this time? Um, oh, I was saying, Heather. Uh, I wanted to plug. So uh, Gustavo, who wrote the music for uh, Last of Us, uh, I loved. And uh, hired him to write all the music for my series, Monsterland. And that has a soundtrack out on vinyl, and it's super beautiful. Wow. So if you love this music, I feel like go support Gustavo and buy that vinyl. Um, it's, it's sold in a bunch of different places. I don't know. Google it. But it's uh, it's really beautiful. And um, he's a wonderful guy and, and brilliant musician. musician. So, um, yeah, I think I'll plug him. Gustavo Santolaya. Uh So check that out. Check out his uh, Monsterland soundtrack. <laughs> In the right ballpark. <laughs> on vinyl. Uh, I can't believe we talked about this game for 90 minutes and we barely touched on the score, but, the, but one of the best video game scores of all time. I was just oh, listening. Yeah. I've just been listening to it because I've been playing the game again. And so like, yeah. I just have, you know, I was just listening to that while I was, while I was reading Stephen King short stories. It was per- perfect pairing. Um, anyway, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Mary. And before we go, one more thing. We have a new theme for this October. Instead of Get Slayed, we are doing what we're calling Ugtober, 
We're going to torture each of us individually by for- forcing us to play a game we'd hate based on our hates, our tastes. So uh, uh, based on our hates, uh, what do we hate? This is what you have to play. So for each of us, the other two have picked out a game they're going to make us play. We don't know what the others have picked, and we're going to reveal those live right now. So I think let's just do it. Uh, first up, Heather, uh, what's yeah. Matt's game that we picked out for? Oh, Jesus. Matt. Matt, I hope you've got your Oculus charged because you're going to be playing Blair Witch VR. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> even I know you're going to hate that. Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't oh, even know gonna, that that was... That's going to die. I, I didn't know that that was real. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll all be playing these games. So, okay. like... We're Matt's all going to be play playing him, yeah. it, but we're all going to be playing along. Uh, uh, it, it looks like a nightmare from what I've seen. So uh, <laughs> oh, good luck, buddy. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I also don't love scary games, so I'll be scared shitless. Uh, all right. Uh, Matt, uh, what's my game going to be? Okay. Uh, Heather. <laughs> yeah. And I, Heather and I texted about this today, and we know that mm-hmm. you don't like first person shooters that much, and you don't like multiplayer games. So, Nick, no. your game is Fortnite. You're going to be playing Fuck. Fortnite. <laughs> You're going to get fucking owned by teens. Yeah, I'm going to get fucking murked. I guess, uh, you know, it's uh, just technically third person, so maybe I'll find yeah. a way to make uh, make do with it. Um, all right, that's going to be awful. Uh, I really am not looking forward to it. I've never played Fortnite. I'm going to lose very badly. you have to get online, and you have to, uh, yeah. I think because uh, I'm so scary, you have to chat, too. Yeah, you got to chat, buddy. <laughs> Hi, I'm 42. This is my first time playing. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Heather. Yeah. Your game. Matt and I talked about this. Ugh. We know what you love. You love puzzles. <laughs> oh, God. You think video games are the perfect format for comedy. And you, of course, hate women. So your game <laughs> Is Leisure Suit Larry Wet Dreams oh Don't my Die? God, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh my God! Man, I was so proud of uh, uh, saying Blair Witch to, to Apodaca. There was yes. so much bliss and delight, and I never thought. Ah, oh, fuck. Well, can I, I ask you something, Heather? Fuck, yeah. What's your medicine taste like? <laughs> now that you've had a, your sampling of it, mm. I don't know. It, it tastes a little bit like a backlit house up on the top of a hill that you have to walk towards Stop using only a camcorder. <laughs> we should just to... we should just go to his apartment and just randomly knock on the door. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Oh god, oh, I'm really really scared. This, this fucking month's gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be gnarly. But we are also gonna we're, we'll do something we'll do something fun for the we play you play. So we'll talk about that later. Yes. Uh, but there you go. That's this week's get played. And hey, I, with this with next month's theme, we all got played. Yeah, we got played. Yeah, we're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's horrifying. 